It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Birds Radio here at the uh, beautiful Parks Casino. Got a lot of good college football games going on. Got a lot of good sporting events in general. Last day of the year here with Ruben Frank of uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Rube, how you doing, man? Doing great. Great to be here. Yes, exciting, exciting. Lots Hoping, to talk about. Lots to talk about. I'm really excited to have you here uh, as someone that I get to spend, you know, most of the week at uh, with practice. We're, we're down at the NovaCare every day. And it's an interesting time with this team because I think all year, you know, as, as we've talked, as, uh, you know, me, you, and your great colleague Dave, Dave Zangaro, everyone down there I think has felt good about where this team is at all year, and it's hard not to. They got out to 13-2. and two. Uh, You know, they, they seemed like everything was clicking. But I think as the playoffs come and as we enter a new year, as we enter January, I think this postseason run that they're about to, to start is one that's had more pressure – than really any postseason run I can remember in recent years. I mean, 04, you know, 03, those teams certainly went into the postseason expecting to win. Uh, 08 to a certain degree. But you look at 17, they were underdogs in all those games. The Phillies' last postseason run, you know, they were the wild card. So this postseason run is really what everybody's been gearing up for. It's what everyone's been excited about. And I want to hear how you guys feel about it, too. 215-592-9494. But, Rube, heading into the postseason, I think the feeling around this team, at least for me, is different than it has been all year. I think there's real reason for concern. All year, they have shown they can overcome things. They've looked like a great team. That has flat out not been the case the last two weeks. They weren't great in Chicago. They lost in Dallas. They're dealing with multiple injuries. I think for the first time all year, you can say the arrow on this team might be pointing down, and it's coming at an absolutely terrible time. Yeah, I guess I don't see it quite the same as you. I look at Chicago as they went into a very tough place to play when it was about 12 degrees uh, and got out of there with a win, uh, which is all you can ask for in those conditions and everything going on. And then when you look at the Dallas game, when you really kind of break it down, you know, they, they lost by 
by one possession. They were at the 19-yard line with a chance to win that game despite four turnovers, their backup quarterback, against one of the best teams in the league in their building with the crowd against them and, and all that stuff. And, look, you are what you are, and they did lose the game. But I, I certainly feel like, you know, by the time the playoffs start, Jalen will be back and healthy. Uh, uh, you would think Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be back You would healthy. think, but he did not come back this week. They Didn't did not back. open the practice window. At this point, you have to wonder if he'll even play next week if they win this week. So he could have end up missing, I don't know, what, what it will be, 10 weeks, 8 weeks, something but like I, that. But I think, I think by the postseason he'll be okay. Right, uh, but he, yeah, w- he wouldn't have played for a long time is my point. Yeah. No, there's, there's no question. But I'd still rather, you know, look, it's still going to be great to have him back. Yeah. Such a playmaker. Uh, so when I look at it, and like even Lane's going to try to play, I don't think Avante's coming back. So that's a loss. But they're still, look, they're still healthier than almost any team in football, maybe any team in football. They still have the best record in the NFL, period. Just, you know, so they, right. they lost a the game in Dallas. Small note. They still, they still control their – they have two chances to, to lock up the number one seed, which I, I'm – very confident they'll do, and they're going to be positioned where their quarterback comes back for the strip for the for the postseason, and just has to win two home games to get to the Super Bowl. So, what, what, I look at it like they have a tremendous opportunity here. None of their injuries seem to be season-ending, other than Avante. I think I don't think we'll see him again. You never know. Uh, I think we'll we might know later if they put him on IR today. Yeah. His season's over. Now, would that, would that shut him down for the postseason, too, yeah. or is it the same four No, because he's been on IR already. Oh, good point. So yeah. if you're on twice, you're, you're done. Point, yeah. You can't come back. So uh, I don't think we'll see him again. Maybe he'll surprise us. Uh, and that's a big loss. But when you, I mean, look, when you look at where this team is, I don't think you can ask for more for having the best record. Two cha- like if I, if I said to you in August, they're going to be 13-2, and, and all they're going to have to do is beat either the Saints or the Giants to clinch home field. You'd feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think you would take that. But I also think some context is important. So last night, uh, in between watching Real Housewives of Miami with my wife. No, you did not. We watched seven episodes. It was a great night. Uh, You know, fun night uh, with the wife. I found some time to look it up. And of the last 20 Super Bowl champions, only two of them had a quarterback that won the Super Bowl that missed time in December, right? If you look at the, co- the teams that go to the Super Bowl, the teams that you feel good about heading into the postseason, the teams that make postseason runs, they're healthy. That's a big part of it. And I know 2017, that was not the case, right? But I also think we can't continually point to 2017 as a reason why it can happen again and again. What made that run special was how unique it was, how unlikely it was. So I look at this team, and in in, in my biggest concern heading into the postseason is the quarterback is not healthy. The quarterback has now missed. It's gonna, he's not going to play tomorrow, so it'll be two games. I highly doubt he plays against the Giants, which means he'll go at least three weeks to end the regular season not playing. They'll get the week off. That's four weeks. It could be five weeks until, until Jalen goes from playing to, to actually being out on the field. And I also think when you look at that Chicago game, he didn't play that well. So get, heading into the postseason, the biggest difference between this team last year and this team now is Jalen. Jalen is playing at an outstanding level. Jalen is passing the ball better. This passing attack is one you can believe in when Jalen is playing at a high level. But I look at the concern with Jalen's shoulder, and heading in, it doesn't feel like there's that same, you know, he's not playing, he's not playing at all, but he wasn't playing at a high level really before he went down either. Yeah, I thought he was playing pretty well, actually. Well, against Chicago, he had two interceptions. Yeah, but I mean. Well, I mean, he did. Yeah, he's not perfect. But if you look at the big picture, uh, I don't know how many quarterbacks I'd rather have 
than Jalen Hurts rested after five weeks. I, I look, I still think he might. Nick might play him a couple series. Oh, against man. The I think it would be such a mistake to put him in against the Giants. Yeah, I, mean, I get I, the rust thing, and look, I just expressed concern about it. But not having putting him at risk of more injury heading into the postseason, I think, would be a mistake. No, I, I do too. I, I'm just throwing it out there. It's possible, but no, you're right. the rust thing doesn't concern me. I mean, he didn't play in the in the preseason. Yeah, but but he and was, he was healthy, fine. But he was healthy. The difference yeah, now is I think he's, he's missing time because he's of He's going to be healthy, and you know he's going to practice. He's going to be a practice. I mean, he practiced this week, so obviously he's he's going to be ready to practice full next week. Um, I, it just doesn't concern me. I, I think Jalen Hurts is a guy who, you can get him out of bed in the middle of the winter. And he could go out there and throw for 230 and run for 80. Uh, that doesn't concern me. I, I think he'll be fine. When you look at the weapons, I mean, look at Minshew. I mean, he didn't play for three months. He goes out there and, you know, I thought played pretty well. Made, you know, a couple bad decisions. But, you know, he played as well as you'd want your backup to play. Mm. So for, for Jalen to miss uh, five weeks, uh, it doesn't concern me. That's the least of my worries. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. What's your biggest concern heading into the the postseason? And, let, and again, let's not overlook the Saints game. The Saints game is important. They're playing with a backup quarterback. If you guys have concern about that, I'd love to hear it. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. My biggest concern is the health of Jalen and where Jalen is at heading into the postseason. Rube, you, I mean, you expressed I think some good reasons as to why maybe not to be concerned about that. What would be your biggest concern? Well, I think my biggest concern is the secondary right now because obviously you're missing. We don't know how long CJGJ is going to be out. We think uh, we think they'll have him for the postseason. We, you, did you see him running from the bubble? I did. Yeah. Over to the yeah. Novacare, he looked pretty good yesterday. Yep. We saw him like sprinting up the hill. Yeah, I mean, I saw him in the locker room this week. It looked like he had just worked out. So yeah. it does seem like he's in a good place. But but the weird thing about his injury is he can feel fine. He can be able to run and do all those things. It seems like it's just a weird thing to get cleared. Yeah, yeah. So it's not but, a regular football injury. But as opposed, like we don't see Avante around. He's not. Yeah, I saw him in a walking boot yesterday. Yeah, so. he's in a walk. So I don't right. think I don't. Think he, so you know, you have Reed Blankenship who has played okay for an undrafted rookie. He's played great. Yeah. Uh, but then you look at the secondary; like they haven't gotten the interceptions that they were getting earlier in the year. I mean, the secondary does. I think they have two interceptions in the last seven games, and are wow. by Josiah Scott and Reed Blankenship. The two guys that. You guys, you the just last said, think, two guys. Yeah, most people would have the concern about that. Yeah, so Slay and Bradbury don't have an interception over the last two months. I don't think Slay's played particularly well. I think Bradbury's been really solid. Epps is, is, is a good player. Uh, but that secondary scares me because you're facing a good quarterback every week when you're in the playoffs. You're not facing, you know, any, uh, you know, Cooper rushes. Right. And, uh, so, well, you might face a Brock Purdy. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> he's playing well. Though. Uh, yeah, that I mean that team scares me, but that's yeah. that's something to worry about down the line. But uh, the, the secondary just hasn't been as good since since Chauncey Gardner Johnson got hurt. They just haven't been the same. And you would think with the pressure this D line gets yeah. that they would be able to get a lot more interceptions. So that's my biggest concern. The takeaways haven't been there, interceptions haven't been there, and the secondary hasn't been as good as they were. My, my counter to that would be, I agree that, look, I think you make a good point. I haven't heard many people say. I don't think Slay has been that good over the last few games. I thought, you know, look, for Slay, he's not been Slay. He's not been a bad cornerback. But I think he's struggling a little more than he has throughout the year. I just know that when it comes to how I think this team's going to win in the postseason, I think they're going to win with their pass rush, and I think they're going to win at offensive line. And we didn't even mention Lane yet, which is clearly a concern. But I think passing the ball is how they're going to win. It's the biggest difference between last year and this year. So I think they can get by with the secondary that maybe isn't playing at an outstanding level. 
I don't think they can get by if Jalen comes back from this injury and isn't the Jalen he was before. I mean, it's an injury to his throwing shoulder. And not just that, so much of what they do is built off of Jalen's running. I think Jalen can step back in the pocket and move the team up and down the field no problem. He's improved to that. But if you look at how they run the ball, it counts on Jalen being able to run it. If you look at when the pressure breaks down, Jalen's ability to make plays on the fly. If Jalen comes back in that shoulder, A, let's say they don't call the game the same because they don't want to get him hurt, or B, he's not running the same he was before, I'm curious to see how this offense is going to look. There's a reason Jalen was MVP before he went down. Now I'm, wor- I'm worried heading into the postseason. What if you don't get that same guy? So you think his shoulder injury is going to affect his running? Well, yeah, because who knows? Is he going to take the same hits? Is he going to run the same way? Is he going to get out of bounds? Like Just thinking about it, I think, impacts your running style. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I, I, I'm, I, I have no doubt in my mind we'll see the same Jalen Hurts when he comes back that we saw the first four months of the season. I, I just don't see. This is not a serious injury. I mean, it's serious enough to keep him out of a couple games, but... You know, he's healing. He's getting better. Uh, you know, he's back at practice. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine. Let me ask you this. What, what year was he's got, it? I mean, he's still he's going to come back and have A.J. Brown, Devontae, and Goddard to throw to. He's got Miles uh, running the ball. He's still got the best play caller in the league, I think, in Shane Steichen. Uh, he's got – I'll tell you what. If you have an O-line of Mulata, uh, Dickerson – Kelsey, Samalo, and Driscoll. That's a pretty good O-line. Well, let's touch on the Lane thing for a second, too, because I want to make sure we get to that early on because it's very important. Lane not going to play the final two games, uh, reportedly going to try to come back for the postseason. I think try is the key word there, and I respect Lane a ton for even trying. That injury is serious. It's going to be painful. He's earned a lot of money his career. He's won a Super Bowl. He could easily say, no, I need surgery, and people would agree. So he's going to push through, and that's admirable. But I think that there's a perception now that because he could come back for the postseason, A, he definitely will, and B, he'll be the same player. What's your read on the Lane situation heading into uh, the postseason? Yeah, I actually just wrote about that in my 10 observations, which are up on our site, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Very nice. And, yeah, I'm with you. I I mean, everyone's kind of just saying, well, Lane's coming back. But a core muscle injury for an offensive lineman, that's where you generate your power. That's where you generate your anchor. Your, your ability to, um, you know, keep blockers on you and, and, to, and to just get power. And uh, without it, I, I just don't know. First of all, I don't know if he'll be cleared to play. And I don't know how much rest really helps with a core muscle injury that you're going to need surgery for. I don't know. I just don't know how he's yeah. going to function at a high level. I do think if he can come back and be at 80% and not risk additional damage – and kind of not get worse. I mean, that, that's my biggest concern is, all right, he'll come back first few series, he's playing like the lane of old, and then you just kind of eventually the adrenaline runs off and or runs out and you're not the same guy. That's my biggest concern. And if he can come back and be an 80% version of Lane Johnson for the duration of the postseason, then go for it. But if he can't, then I think you're better off just keeping Driscoll in there and where we assume Driscoll is going to be the right tackle. And yeah. And just build up as much chemistry as you can with him and Sam Allo and, and this O-line. Because the last thing you want is to get Lane all the reps, get him out there, then he's got to leave the game again. Now Driscoll's got to go play without, without reps. So uh, I, 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 I'm with you. I give him so much respect for trying, but it's a little scary. 
Yeah, great time to have Jeff Stoutland as your offensive line coach. I mean, any time's a good time, but I think this is where you're really going to see how special he is as an offensive line coach. But Jason Kelsey was on uh, the morning show earlier this week and said, you know, I thought it was a very honest answer. He thinks that the media and fan base who, look, let's be honest, especially me, has a, has a chance to you know, uh, freak out at times over, maybe overreact, are not overreacting to this. That losing lane is a big deal. And I think how often they put him on an island goes under disgusting. Sure. They never have to send help his way. They never have to double who's on his side. They can just say to Lane, all right, you're going to go up against this tackle, and we trust you to do it. And without that, that changes how, how they run the offense. That changes the play calling. And if Driscoll's not good, Good, then things could really kind of uh, escalate quickly. But a lot to get into today, uh, clearly with the Saints game tomorrow. I want to get that, into that. I want to talk to you about one thing that is really concerning me heading into that game. So a lot to get into. Jump in. Tell us what your biggest concern is heading into the postseason. 215-592-9494. This is Go Birds Radio from Parks Casino. All right, as I said, we are here at Parks Casino, and as you know, pro football regular season is winding down. College football playoffs, pro football, basketball, hockey, nobody brings them all to you like Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino. You can get the odds, bets, slots, games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, easy to use. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook for the diehard Philly fan, and it's the only sportsbook and casino app I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. You can bet on player performances, who scores first, who's leading at the half, and more. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game, putting you in the center of the action. New users, join me on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app today. You can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly. Don't just watch the action. Be a part of the action with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. It's Cobirds Radio here at Parks Casino. Another beautiful day, as always, at Parks Casino. Last day of the year. Elliot Shore Parks here with uh, Ruben Frank. You a big uh, New Year's resolution guy? No. No? Never? No. No? Uh, just just no? It's like if you, if you figure out a way you can be better on May 12th, yeah. like why wait until January 1st to make that change in your life? Well, if the thing that you need to fix is working out, you can just put it off for six months from May. Yeah, but then it's not important enough to make it a resolution. It's a good point. I am a big New Year's resolution I'm guy. I'm not surprised. Yes. I'm also a very basic guy, so you will not be surprised to know my New Year's resolution is, I think I'm going to try to get in better shape. It's a good one. That's it's always a good, a good one. Appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'll tell you another thing that could get in better shape. This Eagles team, man. I know that, I know that they've been good all year, and I, I still think they're probably going to go to the Super Bowl, but I'd be lying to you if I said I feel as good as I do now as I did before that Bears game. Jalen Hurt, Lane Hurt, coming off the loss. And you also look around the NFC. I think other teams are actually playing their best football. The Niners are probably playing their best football right now. Dallas, not that impressive uh, in their Thursday night win against Tennessee. But I think they've been playing pretty good football. Not that, they looked awful. They looked awful. They still won the game. I don't know how week. that team beat I mean, the Eagles. You look at it this way. The Eagles have won five of their last six Yeah. after the Washington loss. They haven't lost a game this year when they didn't commit four turnovers. So here's my thing. With so the- all they have to do is commit three or fewer turnovers. They're unbeaten. So I agree with the turnover thing. And I think the turnovers, too, sometimes people ignore them and just focus on the defense, where the turnovers have a, are a big reason why I think the defense has struggled at times. But I think with this team, we're starting to do a little bit of, well, if they didn't turn it over four times. Well, if Jalen wasn't hurt. Well, if it wasn't their third straight road game. Well, if it wasn't cold in Chicago. Whereas earlier in the year, and I know the turnover rate they were having early on was never going to be 
uh, kept up. Right. But earlier in the year, we never had to make excuses, and it wasn't just because they were they were losing. Uh, they weren't losing. It was because they were playing great. I feel like now yeah, but we're, we're starting like, to really make a lot of excuses for this. There team. were games like Chicago. I mean, they they barely had to hang on to beat Detroit after blowing a seventeen point lead. Yeah, they they had to score fourteen points in the last six minutes to beat the Colts. Yeah, the Cardinals game was close. Cardinals game was so. I think every team. I think it's a good thing when you win close games. I don't think it's a bad thing because every team has to do it. And Unless still, you're the Vikings. They're still 6-1 and one yeah. in close games, in one-possession games this year. It's pretty good. So I think finding a way to win those games, you're not going to do it every week. There's a reason that only one team has been undefeated for, for a whole season, including the postseason. Mm. Uh, it's really hard to just keep winning. And they were never going to – look, they were never going to be undefeated. But they're, they're a lot closer than anybody else. Yeah, and look, as you said, best record in the NFL is nothing just like, to look who else past. Is, what, what other team would you like to be in their position? Like the reason, like the 538, ever look at the 538? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, so they have the Eagles with the best chance to win the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. the Chiefs and Bills are so evenly matched that – the Eagles, they, they figure the Eagles have a, a, an easier... Eagles have a great chance of getting out the NFC. Yeah, yeah, so, like, the 49ers are really good, but the Eagles' chances of beating the Niners at home are better than the, the Chiefs. Well, I guess right now the Bills have home field over the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think the AFC is better than the NFC. And to your point, for all the concerns I have, the reality is two games at home is, is a massive advantage over these teams. If you said the playoffs were in a neutral field, yeah, I think you would feel differently about it. But coming into Philadelphia, I'm actually more concerned about Dallas than I am San Francisco. I know Brock Purdy's playing well. I just don't think Brock Purdy is going to come in here uh, and be able to, to beat the Eagles. 215-592-9494. What's your biggest concern with this Eagles team. Let's go to the phones. And, uh, Rube, I called you legendary to start the show, and it was well-deserved. Another legendary Go Birds caller leading, uh, hitting leadoff today, Tom from Vancouver. Tom, what's going on, man? I am very complimented. I cannot say, though, that, Elliot, this is probably another one of your hot takes that we uh, got to take you task for. Oh, I am man. not comparable to Ruben. That is, <laughs> he's just... It's different okay. level, different it's, level. It's okay. So, so wh- it's a pleasure to speak with both of you, though. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I love Vancouver, though. Uh, Ellie, you ever been to Vancouver? No, I really want to go, though. Tom, you got to get Elliot up to Vancouver. What a beautiful yeah. city! I went up one year. Uh, we were in Seattle, and I I drove up uh, with our our columnist Phil John Ficaro, I mm. believe it was. And spent the day in Vancouver. What a beautiful town. Yeah, an Instagram influencer I follow is there now, and it looks pretty cool. Instagram so, uh, yeah. influencer. So I'm pretty jealous of Tom. I don't follow any influencers. <laughs> it's not Except surprising. You. You, well, you're the only say, one. I am the influencer. What's on your mind, Tom? Well, other than having uh, you and Kristen uh, come up and visit, uh, yes. what's on my mind are the birds. <laughs> All right. And, and I had, I had, before the Dallas game, uh, you said uh, that you weren't uh, concerned about the starters playing for a month, that they wanted to be rest up. So has your yeah. thinking changed, Elliot, on this? No, I, I would prioritize health. Um, you know, Rue brought it up earlier. I think it's a good point. This is kind of a discussion we had in training camp. Now, one difference is when these players return, they, they will be coming back from injury. But I would prioritize health at this point of the season. Look, we saw it with Lane. We saw it with Devontae. We saw it with Jalen. Jordan Davis uh, just got a concussion. I mean, Miles Sanders is injured. AJ's dealing with something. I just think this roster, if they're Jordan all Jordan Davis already cleared concussion Yeah, unbelievable. Protocol. Like Miles said his knee's fine. Yeah, but these guys are dealing. The point I'm making is every, team every, every time these players take the field, they are risking injury. So you sure. have to prioritize what's more important, getting them a half against the Giants, assuming they beat the Saints, a half against the Giants, or, or 
saving their body from risk. And at this point, I think that because of how banged up they are and just how good they are when they're healthy, I'm not willing to risk that. So I've got a question for you too, Ruben. Um, yeah. And that's the, I, I heard the, uh, the podcast you put out, and I don't know if you wrote the article about Lane Johnson after. I haven't had a chance to read it. Now that I know you've written it, I'm going to take a look at it after the call. But Lane Johnson, in that, uh, in, in that podcast you did, you mentioned, I felt you downplayed it. And you were saying that, uh, you know, Jack for schools, uh, uh, you know, he can step in and, and you just got to be confident about him and all the rest of it. But if we look at the track record of the Eagles when Lane Johnson isn't playing, we all know the, the, it's, it's, there's a huge discrepancy between wins and losses. And I, I recognize that that's not exactly causation, but it is significant. And if you look at Jack Driscoll, there's a huge drop-off in pass blocking when he's on compared to Lane Johnson. And Jalen, last point, is that Jalen likes rolling to his right. And I'm curious to know, like, with all of this, like, how have you changed your thinking since that podcast? Did you actually still think that Jack Driscoll can do sure. a decent job? I, I, I never downplayed this injury. I mean, it's a huge loss. I, 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 excuse me. I, I'm not sure... What you heard? Are you sure it was me? It wasn't some someone else? Because I mean, I'm no, look, no, Lane, no, I, my thing was, is Lane Johnson's the best player on this team. I, I really believe wow. he's the best player on this team, and he's the best right tackle in the league. He might be the best tackle in the league. So it's a big loss. And uh, you know, I think Driscoll's a guy, and I, this is what I said on the pod. I think he's a guy who goes out there and battles. He gives you everything he has. I think the effort will be there, and he's a, he's a capable guy. I think he could start for. Uh, a bunch of teams uh, at guard or tackle, but uh, it's a huge loss, and I would never downplay it. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I know you've got a lot of other callers to get to. <laughs> I, I thought it would be interesting to hear, uh, like, a, maybe a, if you don't do a resolution, what a, if you could think about a gratitude statement yeah. around the, the year, think something you're grateful for. I wish you guys a happy new year and speak to you next year. Awesome, Tom. Thank you so much, as always, for calling, and, uh, and have a great new year. The interesting thing about Lane, and I, I mean, look, Jess, I know from talking to you, you haven't downplayed it. So I, I think with Lane, the interesting thing will be if Driscoll struggles on Sunday against the Saints, if he goes out, really plays poorly, yeah, would they adjust? Now, we're you've got Cameron Jordan out there too. So. Yeah, which is going to be a tough matchup. And look, we, you know, we talked about the quarterbacks, but there's great pass rushers on these teams that you're worried about. Uh, Micah Parsons with Dallas, Bosa with San Francisco, just good pass rushes in general. And it's not rocket science to know that if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, you just line those guys up across from Driscoll and keep them away from my lot. So I think you're probably going to have to end up putting some help over there. Sure. My question to you would be, if Driscoll really struggles on, on Sunday, if you're Stoutland, if you're Nick, if you're Howie, and, and, you know, do you consider making a move to my lot at right side or are you keeping him at left no matter what? No, I think everything's in play. I, I really do. I actually... I think you can make a pretty good case for making that move now. And I like Driscoll, but I just think you're a better O-line with Jordan at right tackle and Dillard at left tackle. This is why you kept Dillard yeah. a first-round pick four years ago and you didn't trade him in case this happened. And, I, you know, look, Jordan's better at left tackle than right tackle. I don't think he loves playing right tackle. But but he was okay at it when he did it. Yeah, he was fine correctly. at it. A little slow start, but he was right. fine at it after that. And. I think Dillard's played well, like in, in training camp. Whenever he's had to get reps, even at guard, he played some yeah. decent reps at guard. I just think you're you're a better line if you if you have your tackle set up that way, and especially if Lane's going to miss significant time. So, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think you make a pretty good case for. I it. mean, my concern with that would be, and you've seen them do this on the offensive line, but really at other positions as well. 
hurting yourself at two places yeah. as opposed to just keeping that left tackle position really strong. Now, but the, but the concern. But are you hurting yourself at two positions? Like, what, is there a drop off from Jordan, from Driscoll to Jordan? No. Well, you, no, I'm talking about a drop off from Mylotta to. But Dillard that's your alternative. At left tackle. I'm saying if you move Dillard, if you sorry, if you move Mylotta to right tackle, you're starting Dillard. So you're then potentially getting a drop off at two spots. I yeah. mean, Mylotta could play right tackle as well as Lane. I mean, it's unlikely that he's very talented, he ha- but he hasn't played it as much. At least on the left side, if you keep my lot of there, you know you feel strong about it. And Dillard, I agree. I think that he's been a bust. He's not been what they what they hoped. I think my lot of development played into that. I'd be interested to see if Dillard got a full 16 games of starting, how he would do, because I do think he he has potential. But he has played well when he when he's had to go out there. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting question. I do think that they are going to go with Driscoll at first and hope that works out. And then obviously the the big hope is that. Uh, you start the playoffs and that lane's there. Let's sneak in one more call before we have to go to break here. Let's go to Brian in Middletown. Brian, what's going on, man? All right, Elliot and Ruben. Pleasure talking with you gentlemen. Happy New Year. You Happy too, New Brian. Year to you, Brian. How you doing? Wonderful. Elliot, I gotta commend you, my brother. You uh you always provide sort of the ointment. You give us the uh, <laughs> the cynical view. There's something wrong with that, but I tell you one I thing, appreciate man. It. This is the beauty of winning the Super Bowl in twenty seventeen now. Yeah. Because right, now we all have that historical memory, that shared experience. So it really doesn't matter. You can talk about whatever you want in terms of what the possibilities could be. We know we can win a Super Bowl. It's no well, longer in the abstract now. We know it can be done, and it can be done with imperfection. And it's funny. You point out all the issues we should be concerned about, and, and they're all relevant. But I still look up the standings. We have the best record in football. Yeah, 100%. And now, now they didn't earn that best record without Lane and with Jalen Hurts. Well, no, like, those are two big changes. My, that's my point, though. They earned it. And that's yeah. the beauty of stacking together wins. So there's only one team tomorrow that can lock up home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they don't need any help at all. And that's our full left eagle. 100%. So on the AFC side, the Bills, they have to win, but they need the Chiefs to lose. So, no, so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about my birds. Clearly, we need to win tomorrow. That's a win tomorrow and sort of begin to set things in motion for the playoffs. But, yeah, I'm not – I'm really not – there's no one particular thing I'm concerned about uh, because, Ruben, as you pointed out, I mean, Jalen's going to be fine. He played after the injury. <laughs> he played in the Bears game after the injury. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think that really is an indication. And, uh, Brian, let me ask you real quick uh, before we get out of here. Sure. You mentioned the game tomorrow. Are you concerned about that game tomorrow, or do you think this is just going to be a game where they take care of business? I'm going to say this, and this is for Gardner Minshew, because the Cowboys had to have a backup quarterback. Uh, he played several games. Obviously, the 49ers have a, a third-string quarterback. I need Gardner Minshew to have a clean game tomorrow. Don't force the yeah. ball to Quez Watkins over the middle. That's not where he needs to get the ball. I need Minshew to play smart. All right? No no messing up with the handoffs. So if he has a clean game, we win this game going away. And by the way, the Saints are playing the back on quarterback, too. Yeah, it was yeah. like Dalton was their starter at the beginning of the season. What the hell happened to Jameis Winston? I believe he's their guy. It's a, it's a great point, Brian. And uh, we're up against it, like I said. But thank you for calling all right, in all year. Guys. I appreciate Don't it. Good call, and, uh, Brian. And have a great new year. Yeah, I mean, look, Dalton... 3-0, oddly enough, against the Eagles in his career, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he started the Paul Turner game. 
Did he? In, in Cincinnati in 16. Wow. Yeah. A very memorable game for lots of reasons. For Paul, it was. Yeah, for Paul. And for, for Zach Ertz in some ways, too. If I'm thinking of the right one. Was that the one in Cincinnati? Yeah, that is, that yeah, is that's Zach the, Ertz. the Zach yeah. Ertz game. Yeah, changed, so, it changed the course of his career. For sure. And he, he's been very open about that. Um, all right. We're going to get uh, into more on the other side. Uh, I do want to talk to you about Gardner, his performance last week, your confidence level. Uh, in him going into to next week. And maybe if we're overlooking the fact a little bit yet, that, yes, the Eagles are playing with a backup quarterback. So plenty to get into. Going to get to some other phone calls on their side as well. Hop in, 215-592-9494. This is Go Birds Radio from Parks Casino on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio here at Parks Casino. Ruben Frank celebrating the uh, the last day of the year. Rube does not do New Year's resolutions, unfortunately. Not surprising. I think at the end of the year you just rank your favorite 1,500 songs, right? Well, pretty actually, much what you do. This morning I was working on my top 100 albums of the year. As one does. I believe I'll tweet it out. I, might, I should be able to, ready to tweet it out tonight. Yeah? Well, I look forward to that. How many of those do you think I'll know? Probably none. I'm sure you got Marcus Mumford on there. No, the self-titled he didn't make the album cut. didn't make it. I could have ranked 10,000 albums. When, when it got Nobody to, uh, named Marcus. Mumford would have been on the list. All right. Well, good news. My wife's not listening now. Let me see so if I don't there's think, any uh, here that you would have, you've heard of. You heard of Wilco? Uh, no. You haven't heard of Wilco? No. Right. Trust me, man. We can go for a while on this. While, while, while we're going over some of these, if you find an uh, artist you think I'll know, let's get back to the phone lines and uh, jump in if you want to. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Matt and Glenside. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Matt? How you doing? Good. So, Elliot, you may remember I asked you and James this question during the preseason. All right. Um, and as we know, winning changes everything. Absolutely. So, is it time for us to all embrace the dog mentality? <laughs> hey, man, dog mentality has worked. And I will say when he first started to say it, he spelled it with the, you know, D-A-W-G. I thought it looked like a, like a cheap shirt off the boardwalk or something. But, <laughs> yeah. but the players buy into it, man. I mean, Rube, you can speak to it as well. But yeah. talking to guys on the team and even just on the players' lounge every Monday night with, uh, with Ike Reese, we you know, have different guys on my lot, of Bradbury, Miles. They, they actually, like, say it unprompted quite a bit. They seem to have right. bought into it. Yeah, and I have to admit, when, he fir- when, when Nick first came here and started talking about dog mentality and connecting and all that, I thought, you know, this is high school stuff. That's what a lot of people thought. Yeah. But it works, and he's so genuine, I think. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the first story I did on Nick, I, I talked to him maybe a month after he was hired, and uh, they, get, they got him on the phone for me, and I just talked to him about all that stuff. Like, how do you make it work when it's so cornball? Yeah. And, and he left. He said, you know, as long as you're yourself and you're genuine and they see that it's coming from a real authentic place, they're going to buy in. And I think the biggest thing for him was that, you know, guys like Fletcher and Kelsey and, and Lane and BG bought in right from the get-go. Yeah. Because when the younger guys see that, they're like, well, they're – they believe it. I'm gonna. I'm certainly gonna do what they're doing. Well, and I think Matt. Because if so, you lose those guys, you have no shot. Oh, especially those three. Absolutely. But I think what's so impressive about Sirianni too is you think about his introductory press conference, and it did not go well. I think even he would tell you that, and probably openly yeah. t- tell you that. But I respect. I respected about him. I respected about Gannon. These guys despite public scrutiny, stuck to what they believe in. And I think sometimes 
in really any walk of life, if you get you know criticism or if people make fun of you, it's easy to be like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. But the dog mentality thing, he believes in that. So to Rube's point, it, when it's genuine and the guys can tell, you know what, maybe I wouldn't have thought of this on my own. Even the flower analogy, what have they lost like three games They're since he said that? Twenty and four since then. Yeah, twenty and four <laughs> since that flower analogy. And you know, even you think back to that moment, Jason Kelsey in the locker room breaking the huddle down, and what do you say? Uh, the roots grow, or I forget what, what the exact word was. But they they got his back. So you're right, Matt. I mean, the dog the dog mentality thing is really uh, taken off. Yeah, you know, and. You know, build, kind of building on that, that you know, I want to say I, that's why I have confidence in this team tomorrow. I, I don't see them losing to the Saints. I think Gardner Minshew did a good enough job um, against Dallas that he's he's going to probably win this game tomorrow with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Um, but but building off of that, you know, uh, a wise man once said that history doesn't always repeat itself, but it does often rhyme. And you know, as we kind of move towards the playoffs, do you guys are there? Any parallels that you see with this team versus the Super Bowl team, and, and what differences do you see? Great question, Matt. And uh, I know you call a lot, so Happy New Year's, man. I really appreciate all the times you call in, and, uh, and hope you enjoy your night tonight, man. Thanks. You too. Um, similarities between this team and the 2017 team. I think the obvious one you can point to is they're dealing with injuries uh, as one. But for me, I well, was— That's even a lot more than this team. Yeah, that team for sure. I mean, Wentz was gone at that point. Jalen, Jalen is going to play. Jordan Hicks, Darren Jordan Hicks, Sproles. Darren Sproles, yeah, absolutely. Caleb Sturgis, an yeah. opening day. I, I actually think the biggest similarity, though, between this team and that team is the pass rush. I think that since 2017, you know, it was good in 2018, it, it, but it's gotten progressively worse, I think, since yeah. that Super Bowl year. And it's not just that they might set a franchise record for sacks. They're just – the eye test alone tells you this pass rush is a lot like what it was in 2017. And I think the similarity is Hassan Reddick is an elite pass rusher, so I don't want to diminish him. But they don't have someone that is spoken about like a Micah Parsons, like a Bosa, like a Miles Garrett. They're just so deep, and they're able to uh, shuffle guys in and out. It reminds me a lot of 2017. And they're probably better, I think, than 2017. You know, here's a, here's a great stat. They have – they're the first team ever with six sacks in four straight games. Wow. And they've got uh, 25 sacks in their last four games. Last year. What they have last year? They had 29 all last year. <laughs> yeah. And the best four-game stretch they had was eight sacks. Wow. And they have 20, 25 in their last four games. But I, I just like how balanced they are. You know, if it's not sweat, it's BG. If it's not BG, it's, it's Redick. Um, you know, and I mean, Javon Hargrave had 10 sacks, didn't even make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, which, which, which is, is crazy. wrong, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if BG gets one in the last two games, and they everybody in the city wants him to get one more, he's never had 10, uh, they would be the first team ever with four guys with 10 sacks. Yeah, it's been impressive. Just make sure you don't give Gannon any credit for it. Um, we will, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, I want to ask you to maybe talk about that a little more and some similarities you see between this team and the 2017 team. This is Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Parks Casino on Sports Radio 94 WIP. As I said before, and I'll say it again because I love the Parks Casino app, pro football regular season is winding down. College football playoffs, pro football, basketball, hockey, nobody brings them to you all like the Bet Park Sports Casino and uh, radio app. Get odds, bets, slots, games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook for the diehard Philly fan, and it's the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. You can bet on more than just a score. You bet on player performances, who scores first, who's leading at the half, and more. With live in-game betting, you can bet during the game, putting you in the center of the action. New users, join me on the Bet Park 
Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app today. You can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly. Don't just watch the action. Be a part of the action with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. 